Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. <laughs> We are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survive, and there's a God who heals of these wounds. Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you have sex. And Jesus doesn't cover that. Hey, everyone. Uh... Welcome to the Commentarians, coming attractions episode number two. Uh, we've made it uh, with a few changes, as maybe you heard at the beginning. Uh, I At first, I wasn't going to have an intro song uh, to these episodes, but uh, one night I was uh, having trouble sleeping, and then I had this flash of an idea and at around 12 or 1 in the morning, and so I stayed up very, very late uh, putting that together. Um, it might sound a little frantic, maybe not as great as I would have hoped, but there it is. That's something that uh, I included. There's also going to be a little bit of another change. Um, I inc- I'm i going, instead of just doing the Rotten Tomatoes uh, meter rating, I'm going to also include Plugged In website uh, to give you a more full, both secular and Christian uh, ideas of how people saw the movie. So those are other changes uh, that I'm going to be making. Okay, so what we do in this uh, in this episode, in the coming attraction episode, is we talk about what movie we're going to be seeing, uh, tell you a little bit about the movie, we tell you who I'm going to be doing it with, why I picked that person, uh, you know, kind of an introduction to the main episode. So that's what the coming attractions episode is. And, uh, and just so you know, just a little heads up, uh, in the future... Uh, next month, we're going to be going into the normal format. So although I released two episodes at the beginning of this month and then two episodes today at the middle of this month, I'm actually going to we're going to start going into the regular format in the future from now on. So uh, look for uh, November 1st is going to be our uh, coming attractions episode number three. And then you'll get the actual movie on the 15th of November. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, let's. Uh, move on. Um, before we get into the movie and the guest, I wanted to let you guys know uh, a little bit about myself. I actually have another podcast, a podcast that I've been doing for almost two years. It is not at all connected to this one, but uh, I thought that I'd let you know. It is called Drinking at Bible Study. Now, what that is, is me and a friend, um, basically... After we talk about what's going on in our lives, stuff in the news and stuff, uh, we go into a Bible study. We either go through a book in the Bible or we go through a Christian book. A few chapters at a time every week, we read a couple of chapters and then we discuss it uh, through our through our unique perspectives. My co-host is a progressive mystic Christian and I'm an evangelical Christian. She... Uh, what an evangel- what a progressive Christian is basically is uh, kind of a Rob Bell type, if you know him, uh, believing that um, the Bible is is more a collection of stories and not so much a historical document. Kind of doesn't believe that there's a hell. Believes that you don't have to uh, accept Christ as your savior in order to get into heaven. I am, of course, more conservative in that a- a- arena. I am very 
much uh, believe that uh, Christ, that you have to accept Christ as your savior to have your sins washed away. I believe that there is a hell, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So both of us going through the Bible and reading both perspectives and uh, both of us reading those either chapters from a, from a book or uh, chapters in the Bible and, and we discuss our own unique perspectives on uh, what we just read. Um, it is a little bit more looser, a little bit more liberal, one would say. Um, for example, there is some language in those, in that episode, in that podcast. Uh, if you think of bad Christian podcasts, it's more in that vein. We're targeting more progressive Christians and, um, young evangelicals, uh, young adults, you know, who are more loosey goosey, who think that the church is a little bit too uptight. We're trying to reach that audience. It's a very specific audience that we're going for. So that's why it's a little bit more loosey-goosey, a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, off-the-cuff, kind of a little bit more, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what the word for that would be. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know that. Again, that's a separate thing that I'm doing apart from this. This is much more of, you know... Old-fashioned evangelical. Uh, there will be no cursing in this uh, podcast. Um, it, it will be very much an evangelical podcast. I don't think I'll have many progressive Christians on this because uh, it's a different focus and it's for a different audience. So, um, if you wanted to check that out, it's called Drinking at Bible Study, um, and it's on iTunes. So, uh, anyway, just thought I'd let you know about that. Okay, so what movie are we going to be doing now? Now, of course, I already released the movie episode, but uh, let's just do this uh, the way we're normally going to be doing this. Old Fashioned, released in 2014, and we're going to be doing it with Gina D'Alfonso. She is an author and a writer. She is the editor of Breakpoint.org, and you can find her work there at Breakpoint.org slash authors dot Gina D'Alfonso. She also writes for Christian, uh, for Christ and Pop Culture at christinpopculture.com slash author slash G. Delfonso. Uh, she's also been published in The Atlantic and Christianity Today, First Things, uh, The Weekly Standard, and elsewhere. Uh, she is a Facebook friend of mine. Uh, I, I just love uh, a lot of her writing. Uh, I, I, I love her perspective, and she just released a book called One by One, Welcoming the Singles in Your Church. Whereas many books about Christian singles kind of try to tackle why Christians, there are so many Christian singles in our churches, this book is more focused on how the church can minister to them. They are often neglected because the church is so focused on married couples and relationships and parenthood. They often neglect or don't really minister to singles in a way that's really helpful because it's all about getting married and getting paired up as opposed to this is where they are in their life. It is a stage in their life like any other stage and it needs to be and we need to minister to them in a way that helps them in the moment that they're in not trying to move them along into the next stage or looking at them like they're not at a place where they should be. They are in the place that they are and that's where the sh church should meet them and this book uh is great. I just finished reading it. It is great to add explaining to the church how they can better minister to this often neglected group in our churches. So check that out uh, one by one, welcoming the singles in our church. 
You can find her at on Twitter at Gina Delfonso, uh, G-I-N-A-D-A-L-F-O-N-Z-O. You can also find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash Gina Delfonso dot author. Again, a brilliant mind, really entertaining writing. I really, really enjoy her work. Okay, now let's get into the movie. Old Fashioned, released in 2014, according to IMDb, a former frat boy and a free-spirited woman together attempt the impossible, an old-fashioned courtship in contemporary America. Uh, directed by Rick Swartzwelder, written by Rick Swartzwelder, and starring Rick Swartzwelder, along with Elizabeth Roberts and Lejean Wood, uh, with a budget of $600,000, it made one million nine hundred and fourteen. Thousand and ninety dollars as of March of 2015, ladies and gentlemen. That is what we call a success. Rated PG-13 for some thematic material, and we'll get into what that thematic material is later. Let's get into the reviews. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a critic score of 20%. That is certified rotten, with an audience score of 85%. Um, we saw similar things with the uh, Passion of the Christ movie. Uh, let's get let's hear what some critics had to say. One critic said that Schwarzwelder wants to engage his audience with the tale of moral redemption through chaste romance. Trouble is, throughout a good portion of the movie, the writer director gives off a dis, uh, disconcerting. Norman Bates vibe. Another said that the film isn't so much cute and old-fashioned as it is acutely offensive. Uh, we talk a little bit about that in the actual episode, um, how uh, Clay, the character played by Rick, uh, comes off not... he He's supposed to be a mysterious and charming kind of guy, but he doesn't come off that way. He comes off a little strange. Uh, but again, we talk about that more in the actual episode. Let's move on to the Plugged In uh, review. According to Plugged In, uh, Plugged In gives it a score of 4 out of 5 plugs. Uh, they really liked it. Uh, the critic says, uh, Such a complex portrayal of these two characters, growing and emerging faith, merged with the fact that both have made significant mistakes with their uh, with regards to their sexual choices before meeting each other, adds a layer of realism to old-fashioned that sometimes is missing in Christian movies. So um, here we have two different sites uh, giving it two very different reviews. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it is a very bad movie. According to Plugged In, it is a very good movie. What should you do? Who should you trust? Uh, should you ignore Rotten Tomatoes because uh, they are secular and cr- they hate Christian movies? Or should you ignore Plugged In because they are incredibly biased? Neither. Don't trust neither of them. Um, w- the way that you should read critics is find a critic you really like. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Don't look at how many critics didn't like it. Read, find a critic that you actually like. I personally like Tyler Smith of Battleship Pretension and More Than One Lesson. Uh, David Bax also from Battleship Pretension. I like Amy Nicholson uh, from uh, MTV News. I, she used to work for LA Weekly. <clears throat> and I like a couple of uh, reviewers from Slash Film and from the AV Club. My problem with Rotten, with Rotten Tomatoes is that they they make decisions about 
whether a movie is good or bad, depending on how many critics liked it or didn't. And it's kind of like this wild card shot, like, like how does that, like, you, you don't know why, why they liked it or hated it. They just said, I, it's a very black and white thing. So you might love a movie that got really bad reviews, or you might hate a movie that got 80%, 80-90%. The number of critics that liked it, according to Rotten Tomatoes, doesn't say anything about the quality of the movie, or why the movie is good or bad. All it does is it quantifies everything down to this dumb little number that we're supposed to trust. Now, my problem with Plugged In, on the other hand, is that they kind of decide whether a movie is good or bad simply based on whether they agree with the politics or the 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 morals of the movie, or they judge it based on the content. So, for example, if there's nudity in a movie, then it's automatically bad. If uh, they don't like the way a character acts, then it's just a bad movie. And they don't take into account the deeper nuance of the film, what the film is actually trying to say. They don't talk about the context in which it shows certain scenes. All it is is black and white, just like Rotten Tomatoes, black and white, whether something is good or bad. But again, these are two kind of really popular sites, one in that is generally looked to by the secular world and the other one that is generally looked to by the Christian world. And so I'm giving these two just so you can have a different perspective from different sides and kind of listen to us and what we have to say about it and then make up your own decision about whether a movie is good or bad or whether a certain scene is necessary or not. So that's why I'm generally giving you these uh, kinds of uh, these two different perspectives. Now, let's talk about the movie itself. Um, I mentioned before that uh, the MP- MPAA gave it a PG-13 for thematic material. Is this movie for kids? I'm going to say no. Now, for two reasons. Number one, it's for grown-ups. Uh, in general, it's just it's, it's grown-up people talking about romance. A kid doesn't want to sit through that. It's boring. A kid doesn't care. It's, there's no action. There's no fun stuff. The jokes are going to go way over their heads. It's just going to be boring for a kid. That's number one. Number two, they don't talk about anything in depth, and they don't show anything bad. But they talk about things that maybe you don't want your kid knowing about quite yet. Uh, for example, there's a stripper scene. Now, I joke by saying that... She is the most clothed person in the entire movie. But, I mean, again, it's a Christian film, so you can't really show a real stripper stripping. Um, but what I mean by that is that there, these guys are at a bachelor party, and a stripper shows up. And do you want your child to kind of ask questions about that? Again, if you're a teenager, they already know about this stuff. If it's a teenager, they, they get it. And it's a really good scene. Um, I have some issues with it, but we talk about it in the, in the episode about how it's kind of this really great, it, it, it's different than any other show or movie would, would have it. Because most shows or movies have bachelor, bachelor parties where a stripper shows up or they go to a strip club and it's completely normal. And it kind of isn't okay. So this is like one of the very few shows or movies that actually says that, hey, maybe this, maybe you shouldn't do this. So, so there's that. Um, there's a little bit of drunkenness, uh, in the movie. 
Um, there's also a Girls Gone Wild style DVD where the main character, when in his college days, made one of these uh, DVDs where he filmed women at bars taking their clothes off. There's some flashback scenes to that, to when he was recording those, but they don't show anything. They don't even show, they don't show women pretending to take their tops off or from their shoulders up doing any, like, you know, suggesting anything. All it is are shots of women kind of swaying back and forth to music. Not at all. They, again, they don't show anything. Uh, they don't even imply anything, but we know what's happening. And so, again, for maybe a little kid, just a fact that it comes up, maybe not for them. Um, but other than that, it is a completely clean film. Uh, yeah, it's super sweet. I mean, I, I guess it's trying to be sweet. It's trying to, it's really kind of sappy. So, again, not, teenagers, totally cool. I mean, listen to the MPA 13 and up. They're, it's going to be fine for them. Issues that I have with a movie uh, that we didn't discuss in the episode um, is I wish that we could have seen uh, Clay struggle with his temptation because it would seem that the reason why he's doing this courtship thing is because he was a crazy, you know, sex fiend in college. And now he, in order to remain pure now, post-college, he's decided to avoid being in the same room with women who aren't his wife. He's decided to uh, do this courtship kind of dating instead of actual dating the way that most Americans do. But the thing of it is, it seems like he doesn't struggle with temptation at all. He doesn't struggle. He doesn't, uh, there's, there's no character arc. So I kind of wish that they would have played with that a little bit, like him struggling with alcohol, struggling with temptation, etc. But, you know, again, uh, we, would, the other problems that I have with the movie and again, other good things. There are things that I really, really did like about this movie. Uh, we talk about that in the actual episode. So now let's get into where you can watch the movie. It is available anywhere in any streaming site, uh, Amazon, Google Play, Vudu, uh, uh, iTunes. You can rent it for as little as $3. You can buy it for up to for $10 or $15, depending on where you find it. Um, I still have my copy of the DVD. If you want it, simply all you have to do is tell me what movie I quote at the end of the Passion of the Christ episode, and you win the contest. Just tell me, email me or tweet it at me, or whatever. Send me a message on Facebook, and uh, you I will send you a cop, my copy of Old Fashioned, uh, which pe- nobody has entered the contest for that yet. So there you go. I think that's all I have to say about the movie. Um, so anyways, other than that, thank you guys for listening. And, oh, I thought of that old joke. You know, this guy goes to the psychiatrist and says, Doc, my brother's crazy. He thinks he's a chicken. The doctor says, why don't you turn him in? And the guy says, I would, but I need the eggs. Well, I guess that's pretty much now how I feel about relationships, you know? They're totally irrational and crazy and absurd, but I guess we keep going through it because most of us need the eggs. You've been listening to the Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecommentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.